Good afternoon. Well, today is Wednesday, November 11th. This is the Veterans Day, a day where we can honor our veterans and、um, thank them for what they've done in the past. So、uh, I'm ready to do my podcast, and here's my wife Brenda to sing. Almost persuaded. Thank you, Brenda. And so, as Brenda was singing that、uh, song, "Almost Persuaded," it just came to my mind is that one day, one day when the rapture comes, if we're around for the rapture,、uh, but let's just let's just run a scenario here. Let's just run a scenario that says the rapture is going to come very soon. I, I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying. Let's just look at it like, like it was going to. Can you imagine what it would be like to see the person standing next to you one moment and the next moment gone, just gone, sitting in a car? Maybe that person is a is a passenger in the car and you're the driver, and boom. That person is gone, just like that. That's what the rapture is going to be like. And for a lot of the people, they will know that. Wow, what happened? This must be the rapture. And then you think you, then that person thinks to him, him or herself, 
Wow, I was almost persuaded to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Almost persuaded. But the song says this. Almost persuaded, but lost. My prayer is that anyone I know, I don't care who it is, got to get your life right with Jesus Christ. So my podcast, it, it may be a little bit controversial to some people, but I've, I've got scripture to back up everything I've, I'm saying in here. I titled my podcast, Does God Hear the Prayers of the Unredeemed? Let me say that again. Does God hear the prayers of the unredeemed? Those that have not turned their life over to Jesus Christ, those that have not repented, those that have not given their life to God, does God hear their prayers? And for most people, the short answer to that question would probably be, absolutely, he hears everybody's prayers. But does he have to answer those prayers? So let's take a look at this question. Keep this in mind. The question is this. Does God hear the prayers of the unredeemed? I'm going to give a bunch of scriptures. Some of them are longer than others. If they're too long, I'm not going to... I'm just going to suggest that you read them. If they're shorter, I've got them typed out here. I can read them to you. But before the scriptures, before I get into this, I want to give you a, a little bit of a slant on this. God, for a redeemed person, God is our Father. For an unredeemed person, God is not our Father. God, uh, the Father of an unredeemed person is, uh, well, none other than Satan. That's just the way it is. You can only have one Father. You can have God as your Father or Satan as your Father. And if you're unredeemed, Satan is your Father, whether you want to admit it or not. So let's just assume that I'm walking down the street. A gentleman comes toward me and I stop him and said, Hey, Father, would you please give me a thousand dollars? He's going to look at me kind of strange and he says, Why would I do that? I have no idea who you are. Well, that's a kind of a normal response, I would think. So as an unredeemed person, and if I'm going to go and ask God for something, would God not say to me, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. That person does not have God as his father. Therefore, is God under any obligation to answer that prayer? I'm saying no. Because we're either going to be a child of God where we can call God legitimately that you are our Father, or we're not. That's just the way it is. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I may read this a little bit later on, but Jesus even told the Pharisees, he said, you are, your, you are of your father the devil. Think about that. There's one prayer that God will always hear from anyone that's unredeemed. And that's the prayer of a repentant heart. Someone that is unredeemed and wants to repent, wants to turn their life over to Christ. 
The prayer is simply this. God, please save me. I'm ready. I'll get into a little bit more of that. In Jeremiah 33.3, it says this. Call on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And there's also some other scriptures I want to give you that I'm not going to read to you. It's Jeremiah 33.4-9 and Jonah chapter 3 verse 5-10. to I can tell you what Jonah is about. When Jonah went to Nineveh, the people that Nineveh at that time was an extremely sinful city. And God says he is going to destroy those people and that's why he sent Jonah there to preach to them, preach repentance. And the people heard Jonah's preaching. And they fell down on their knees in sackcloth and ashes. Not only the people, but they even had the animals fasting. It was that serious. God spared the entire city of Nineveh. And if I remember correctly, there was like 200,000 people. So, God does hear the, the, the prayers of those that are, have a repentant heart and want to turn their life over to Christ. Now I'm going to switch gears a bit. And we're going to take a look at some scriptures to justify or verify, not justify, but verify what I said, what the opening question was, does God hear the prayers of the unconverted, of the unredeemed? It starts out, First Peter chapter 3, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But, but, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. John, chapter 9, verse 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. This is what the Pharisees said. Even the Pharisees, in their self-righteous way, knew that God hears the prayers, does not listen to the prayers of sinners, but he hears the prayers of those that worship God. Jeremiah 14, 10-12. It's those who forsake God. Thus says the Lord concerning this people, they have loved to wander. They have not refrained their feet. Therefore the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and their sins. See, God, God doesn't listen to their prayers. Then said the Lord unto me, Pray not for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and an oblation, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword and by famine and by pestilence. Do you see what he just said? He, he, this, is, this is to the people that do not worship God, that do not have God in their life, do not have Jesus Christ in their life. These are the people that God says, I'm sorry, I don't hear, I don't, I'm not going to hear that. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 24 to 26, and verse 28. Those who reject God's call. Because I have called you and refused to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, and you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. 
I will mock when panic strikes you. And verse 28 says, Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. Those who will not heed God's call. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Also, that's in Zechariah. Read Zechariah chapter 7, verses 11 through 13. I want to read that once more. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, that's from hearing God, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Abomination. His prayer will be an abomination. Listen to me. His prayer will be an abomination. You know what an abomination is to God? Abortion is an abomination because you're killing babies. Same-sex marriage is an abomination because God says, I created one man, I created man and woman. And they shall be, they'll get married, they'll be one. But when two men marry or two women marry, that's an abomination. So God says this, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Proverbs 21, verse 13. Are those who do not heed the cry of the poor, he who closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself cry out and not be heard. I will finish up with something a little bit later on, but... I, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15. This is against the violent. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. And there's a, I would, I'd like to suggest that you read a few verses before that one and a few verses after. It sets the stage for it. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 11 through 14 refers to idol worship. I just want you to read that. I didn't write any scripture down for that one. James chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Are those who have no faith. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let that man think that he shall receive. Let that... Let, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. James chapter 4, verse 6. It's, the, it's about the proud. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God will oppose the proud, but give grace to the humble. See, that what that says is this. is Some proud person say, and you remember the, the Pharisees that was stood there and said, uh, Look at Lord, I fast twice a day and I give alms and I do this and I give tithes and I give, but this guy next to me, you know what? Yeah, he's just a poor guy, he doesn't know how to do anything. But look at me, look how good I am. God doesn't hear the prayer prayer of that proud person. The only prayer that proud person can say to God that God'll hear is when he cries out for God to humble him himself and to be obedient to God's word. Luke chapter 18, verses 11 through 14. It's the self-righteous. And I think I just said that. I think, I think I just quoted that one. But that's Luke 18, chapter 11 through 14. I want you to read that one. Verse 
And the last one I've got here, and there's a lot more, but I'm going to stop here. Micah chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. Those who mistreat God's people. You need to read that also. So, what I want to go back and just say, look at, I'm not, I'm not God. I, I don't know how God works. I don't know how he thinks. I don't know any of that. All I know is this, is this is scripture. God does not look kindly down upon those that have not come to Jesus Christ. God does not have to answer those prayers. Will he answer them? That's up to him. But all I'm saying is this, is that we that are redeemed, we that have been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, we can legitimately call God our Father because we have come through the blood of Jesus Christ. And when we come through the blood of Jesus Christ, we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We get the same benefits as Jesus Christ. Yeah, we struggle through things on this earth. There's no question. But Jesus did too. But think about when this life is over. I don't care if it's 80, 90, 100 years. It doesn't make any difference. That's just a, that's just a, a twinkle of an eye in God's sight. But then we get to go to eternity in heaven forever. So again, I'm encouraging you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you have not turned your life over to Christ, I would encourage you to hasten to do so. If you're kind of walking on the line, and you know what I, my comment is, it's called a fence setter. Keep in mind, the devil owns the fence. So what I'm saying is, is get on the side of God Commit your life to God and to Jesus Christ. I just close you with this comment. Having read all this scripture, it is God's decision to answer the prayers of the unredeemed. God's grace is boundless. However, being unredeemed is an individual decision. And we are all, we are all accountable for the decisions we make. And I don't care if you're redeemed or unredeemed, we are still accountable for the decisions that we make. So with that, I'm going to close. And let me just, I, I don't, I, I've been negligent. I've not been closing with a prayer. Let me do this. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the time that we have with you. Whatever time that is, Father, we worship you, we honor you, we love you, Father. And I can only pray that there are those out there, Father, that we all know of, family members, whatever, whoever, that have not yet taken the time to put Jesus Christ into, to bring Jesus Christ into their life, to invite him in. Father, we just pray that they would hasten to do so before it's forever too late. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll talk again next week. Love you all. Bye-bye.